Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest in sports news, fantasy analysis, and opinions. Don't forget the hot takes. Can't have a sports show without hot takes these days. What about hot cakes, though? Mm, I want some hot cakes. Now, here's your host, ready to jump into the thick of things, Dwayne Callender. Hello, and welcome to the show, everybody. Interesting, interesting times we are in at the moment. We have baseball. Uh, getting underway with spring training. We've got NBA action. We've got NHL. Got uh, the March Madness coming up. So interesting times. Uh, but we're gonna focus on baseball mainly because we still got this Astros controversy going on. But we're gonna shift gears a little bit from the baseball is burning expose, and let's start getting into the meat and potatoes of the fantasy baseball season uh, coming up. So we're going to start with the breakdown of the top 10 players in fantasy baseball this year. Then we're going to start an upcoming episode, start breaking down uh, the rest of the top uh, 50 and work our way uh, from there. But, uh, you know, fantasy baseball this year is pretty much a crapshoot, especially amongst the top 10. I know I said that last year as well, but, uh, you know, this year, you know, I really thought for sure that my number one pick for fantasy baseball was going to be out outside the box. And lo and behold, the experts are agreeing with me. Uh, You know, it's it's a bit of a bummer because I I really thought I was uh, being outside the box. Uh, But, uh, you know, I think the. From an expert uh, opinion, we're in agreement. From a casual fan standpoint, I think it's going to be night and day. So depending on the level of sophistication that you're seeing from some of the members of your draft, the first overall pick this year may be vastly different than what the experts are saying. And there's nothing wrong with that because I'll break down some of the reasons why some folks are going to go with more established name. But, uh, you know, truth be told, I thought this was going to be more of a wildcard pick. And the general consensus on the experts is that, no, this should be the number one pick. So without much further ado, the overall number one selection for fantasy baseball in terms of my rankings is Ronald Acuna of the Atlanta Braves. Not exactly a household name just yet, unless you're following fantasy baseball regularly, folks. Uh, But Acuna is a 40-40 machine with room to grow, and there's no doubt about it. Let's put this in perspective. Last year, in his second year in the league, when you're supposed to have the sophomore slump, Acuna went 41 homers, 37 steals. Again, 
his batting average may only be 270, but when you can put up 30-plus steals and hit that many dingers, I'm sorry. This is pretty much going to have to be the first overall play. And, you know, the mainstream public is still probably going to draft Mike Trout number one. This is this is just one of those cases where the public may just go with the established name. Uh, they may go with Yelich. They may go with Trout. Just take Acuna. It's the number one pick. It's like I, 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 I thought this would be more of a differential pick, but all the experts are, are agreeing with me as well. Is that you know the, the bottom line is the forty forty potential is real. It is real. Acuna is going to steal bases in Atlanta. He's got power to all uh, all uh, uh, aspects of the field. Uh, I mean, he pull it. He uh, he's got power, opposite field power. He can hit a dead center. He's got all the tools. Like this is just this is just a no brainer in my opinion. I, I I legitimately cannot make a case for the other guys because Acuna seems to be. Uh, seems to be such a lock in terms of the stealing ability. And again, if your baseball league doesn't value steals, then okay, this is an entirely different conversation. But if we're talking about uh, steals and, you know, roto leagues, points leagues, head to head, Acuna is going to be putting up numbers for the next decade. The, he's only getting started. So to me, this is the no-brainer number one pick. Take Acuna. Take him basically in every league. If, you, if you're if you lucky enough to have multiple number one picks, uh, Acuna's the guy. Or if you're lucky enough that Acuna falls in the first round, absolutely draft Acuna because that, uh, that is the number one pick you should be grabbing anyway. All right, let's get to number two. And, you know, it shouldn't be much of a surprise. Uh, it's going to be Mike Trout. You know, you could say whatever you want about he's got his money now. He's got the big extension. He's making, he's got over 400 million guaranteed. He's still Mike Trout. He's still going to put up the numbers. Uh, you know, basically the 280, uh, 280 to 300 average. You know, he'll hit close to 40 bombs. He'll drive in over 100 runs, uh, drive in o- over 100 runs, score 100 runs himself as well, even with uh, the Angels offense uh, getting a bit of a bump up for Rendon, but I still don't think the Angels are going to be that much of an offensive juggernaut. I'll get to that uh, in another episode, just because I still think you can pitch around that lineup once you get past the, the heavy hitters up top. Uh, but, you know, again... Trout, what else can you say about Mike Trout? You know, he's uh, he's gonna he's gonna hit uh, the ball to all aspects of the field. I mean, he's gonna st- he's not gonna steal as many bases as he as he has in the past. And I mean, that's been apparent for the last couple of years now. But he's still gonna get you somewhere in uh, close to the low teens in terms of steals. Uh, you know, I to me, there's no uh, there's no real second guessing Mike Trout is a pick. And I know some of you are going to dr- grab him number one, but Acuna's got so much even higher of an upside than Trout at this point. And Trout's 
awesome. Don't get me wrong, but it, it, if you've got the number one pick, you should be grabbing for uh, the high floor and the high ceiling, and that's Acuna. Number three, the folks that some people are going to be drafting ahead of Trout this year, and I would take a little bit of a pause. Uh, Christian Yelich uh, for the Brewers, obviously. Uh, could have been the uh, MVP last year if he didn't shatter his kneecap with a month left to go in the season and, you know, obviously was out the rest of the uh, year with uh, the, the fracture kneecap. Uh, you know, great numbers. Uh, home away splits uh, aren't even that bad. Like uh, like home splits, 27, uh, 27 bombs uh, versus 17 bombs on the road. 347 average uh, at home, 312 average on the road. Uh, I mean, righty-lefty splits, not that bad, to be honest. Uh, you know, it, it's, uh, he's well-balanced. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing to take away from ranking Christian Yelich high. The only reason why that I'm going to be a little bit frostier on him than other folks, and why have him three? And believe me, if if Acuna and Trout aren't there, I'm taking, uh, I'm going to take Yelich. But the only reason why is that uh, you know he uh, he's a little bit ranked less. Uh, and by the way, he also stole thirty bases last year. The reason why I have him ranked a little bit less is that again, with the injury he suffered, do I really expect him to be running that much? And the answer is no. I'm going to take a pause on Yelich this year because I don't know if he's going to run that much. And if it wasn't for a certain trade, uh, this next individual would have been the number three overall. Instead, I got him at four. Mookie Betts, formerly of the Boston Red Sox, now with the Los Angeles Dodgers. This ends the top tier in fantasy baseball rankings, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you know, Mookie's average dipped uh, quite a bit last year, uh, but people actually looking at it as a down year, I, I, I you know, I just shake my head because uh, he hit 295, and people are, you know, calling it a down year. Like, 295, 29 bombs, 80 RBIs, 135 runs scored, 16 stolen bases, and just under 600 plate appearances. I mean, 600 at-bats, and that's a down year. I, 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 I don't know what people want. Uh, like, really. It's like, you're a superstar player. The, the Red Sox literally traded Mookie Betts for pennies on the dollar. I, I, I would say... They at least got 20 cents, except it's not even true what the Red Sox got in that deal. The Dodgers fleeced, uh, literally fleeced uh, the Red Sox on this deal because the Red Sox didn't want to pay close to Mike Trout money for Mookie Betts and and dip into the luxury tax. Listen, Boston has their right to uh, make as much money as they want, but for the nerve of folks to say that uh, the Red Sox fans shouldn't feel aggrieved at the organization is a joke. The Red Sox 
and Fenway Sports Group have made hand over fist money since uh, this dawn of a new era for the Red Sox began in 04. They've made, banked so much cash, grown so much capital. You know, again, they can do whatever they want and the luxury tax is not going to impact them. Same with the Yankees. The luxury tax aren't going to impact these teams, but they want to make as much money as humanly possible. So that's what this is coming down to. Honestly, the Red Sox blew up a Hall of Fame career in one place for Mookie Betts because they wanted to save money. I just want that to sink in for the Red Sox fans. You lost Mookie Betts because your organization decided they weren't going to make enough money. It's not that they were going to lose money. They weren't going to make enough money. That's why Mookie Betts is uh, no longer with the Red Sox. That's why he's with the Dodgers, who have made the gamble of, we'll take Mookie on a one-year rental, hope that we can re-sign him, but if not, let's go for the World Series this year. Guess what? I think it might work. Even even if uh, even if uh, Clayton Kershaw is still around to blow up that entire postseason team, uh, Mookie is gonna be just fine in Dodger Stadium. It's a pitcher's ballpark. Guess what? There's still a bunch of gaps he can hit the ball into. The only thing is, it might be a slower transition uh, uh, transition period for him. Uh, not being at Fenway, but he can hit anywhere. Uh, so 300 average wouldn't surprise me. 30 bombs wouldn't surprise me. Uh, the only thing that's going to be different is because it's the NL, uh, I don't see as many runs or RBIs as you would get in the AL. Uh, but, you know, 20 steals, definitely a possibility. I wouldn't be shocked by any of that happening. Uh, but, uh, you know, the biggest thing for me is the Dodgers didn't steal a bunch of bases. So could the stolen base numbers get impacted? Yeah, it could. Uh, I still think he should be in the range for 15 to 20 steals. But if he came under that, would I be shocked? No, because again, the Dodgers try not to run that much, which again is a whole aspect of sabermetrics that they're employing that again, you guys shoot yourself in the foot so many times by playing to the computer rather than the actual game situation. But you know what? It's a story, it's a story for another day. We only have so much time. So uh, that ends the top tier in fantasy baseball rankings. Uh, let's get into uh, number five in the rankings, and that would be Mookie's teammate, Cody Bellinger. You know, basically. You know, Cody Bellinger has ridiculous power. It, there's not, not, not much else you can say about that. He's got a r- ridiculous power, can hit moonshots, and can also steal 10 to 15 bases a year. He's got speed, too, even though the Dodgers don't steal a lot. He hit 47 home runs last year, and the 40, uh, the 40 uh, home run uh, potential... Still there. It's like, I, I mean, it's, it's got to be the top first baseman. Like, the, there's not much else to say about uh, Cody Bellinger. 
you know, his home run to fly ball rate last year was 24.6%. Still, uh, still, uh, easily repeatable. He has a fly, a fly ball rate of, uh, just under 43% on the lower side, but the power is such there that when the ball carries, it carries. That's why I say like for Mookie, the home run power is there. The Dodger stadium. Yeah. It's a pitcher's ballpark, but if you have that level of talent, you're going to be able to hit in Dodger stadium. Bellinger is absolutely no different. Uh, is, uh, you know, he can easily, uh, hit for 50 bombs. Realistically, that's it. That would be uh, a stretch, but wouldn't be that much of a stretch. Uh, so realistically, I got him down for again another season of forty plus home runs, uh, near a three hundred batting average. Uh, you know, if he can get double digit steals, that's cherry on top. But he's going to drive in over a hundred runs, especially with Mookie in the lineup. Uh, draft Cody Bellinger with confidence, folks. Uh, if he's uh, if he's going to be down there. Next up, we got the shortstops, and you could slice them in any particular order you want. Uh, between Francisco Lindor, Trevor Story, and Trey Turner, they are all in the exact same range uh, of six, seven, and eight. Like you can interchange them, I would not be remotely surprised. Who's got the Highest upside, probably Trevor Story, uh, because he can. Uh, he's uh, he's got thirty five home runs, twenty steals, and a batting average above two ninety in two consecutive years. And he plays in Coors Field. Can't go wrong with that. Lindor, last year, despite missing the first month of the year, had thirty two bombs, twenty two steals, and one hundred and one runs. He could easily have another breakout year again with a full year being healthy. Eddie's in a contract year with the Indians. Yeah. Lindor's in that conversation. Trey Turner of the defending champion Nationals, which is very awkward for me to say because I'm still scratching my head at, at how that actually went down. But Trey Turner could steal over 50 bases, wouldn't bat an eyelash. You can have a 300 average, steal over 50 bags, take care of your uh, stolen base category in most leagues on his own, and still hit for 20-plus home runs. You know, Turner's not going into second round. Let's put it, to, uh, put it that way. He's not going into the second round. The stolen, stolen uh, base uh, category is very important. That's why all three of these shortstops have to be drafted in the first round because they're going to help you with the stolen base potential. Trey Turner and the most, uh, uh, most likely of the three to help you out there, but th- that's the way it's going to go down. You know, there's not much else you can say about these players other than they need to be drafted. There's no, don't question it. Just don't question it. it it's to me, it's a, it's a, it's a mood story. Yeah. Uh, the three shortstops, have got to go. So Lindor, Francisco, Francisco Lindor, Trevor Story, Trey Turner, uh, no particular order because you can make the justification for each one, but they are six, seven, and eight in my rankings. Like you can interchange them. 
at, at this point because they each offer something a little bit different than the other. But regardless, in those middle rounds, you got to be grabbing them. At number nine, again, another person who should have had a sophomore slump that I was expected to have a sophomore slump, and he didn't. I don't know. I don't know what what else to say other than the guy's a beast. It's one of the biggest reasons why the Nationals won the World Series. It's Juan Soto. And what, again, should have been a sophomore slump. He had 34 home runs, 110 RBIs, with a 282 batting average, and he had 12 steals. And he's not 20. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know what else. I don't know what else to say. It'll, like, given his age and potential, like this, this is starting to feel like a Miguel uh, Miguel Cabrera situation with uh, back in the early years with uh, the Marlins of you know how good he is. Uh, I actually no, I, 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 you know, I have to correct myself. I made a mistake. Technically, Juan Soto's twenty-one. He broke into, uh, he broke into the majors under twenty. He signed with, uh, with the Nationals in twenty fifteen. Time flies, but he he just he he did turn twenty-one, uh, after the World Series, but literally. He hasn't. He's not even close to hitting his peak, and he's this good already. Is it even remotely shocking that he hits north of forty home runs this year? No, not even close. And with his ability to hit and be able to draw walks, because you know, again, I think Soto's a guy who can have an on-base percentage north of 400 this year wouldn't even would not remotely surprise me because of how good he's been at the plate i i got i gotta i gotta see like what case you can make against him that's gonna make uh that's gonna t- turn this into a situation where He's not going to be able to put up uh, put up numbers again because again his first two years of his career, two eighty seven average, four hundred on base, five thirty five slugging, and you know he went from twenty two to thirty four home runs uh, from his rookie to sophomore year. Could he hit forty this year? Yeah, wouldn't it, wouldn't it surprise me in the slightest. Really wouldn't. Uh, Based off of uh, the way he's developing and at the, his approach at the plate, yeah, I got to give him credit. It, he's going to be a beast. I don't really see too many holes in his game. Uh, got to give got to give him the recognition he deserves. It, it, it's it's that simple. All right, and rounding out the top ten in this uh, podcast. Uh, We've got Fernando Tatis Jr., which I'm going to preface this. Fernando Tatis Jr. is probably going to make my potential bust list as well. So the question is, am I seriously going to put a guy in the top 10 that I also have to put in the potential bust list for the season? And the answer is yes. 
Because the truth of the matter is, Fernando Tatis Jr. has the similar abilities of Acuna at number one. The only thing about Tatis is, you know, we don't have enough of a sample size yet. But from a a playing ability standpoint, he's right up there with Acuna. I I don't, like, I I don't, like, like, could he hit 40-40? Could he go 40-40? Could he hit 40 bombs? Wouldn't shock me if he did. Could he swipe 30 bags? Wouldn't shock me if he did. Could he swipe 40 bags? Wouldn't shock me if he did. He has that uh, combination of speed and power to get it done. Now, why does he have the potential of being a bust? Because from a batting average standpoint, it looks as though he's overdue for regression based off of uh, the BABIP. Uh, you know, he had a 317 average, but uh, the, uh, based off of the BABIP, uh, the ball's uh, batting average with balls in play, he was very fortunate. Uh, you know, there's a very real chance that uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. doesn't uh, uh, doesn't actually uh, come close to a 300 average this year. He could be in the mid-270s, but let's be honest with ourselves here. When you have potential to hit 30 bombs and swipe 20-plus bases, you have to be in the top 10. Stolen bases are at such a premium in fantasy baseball in, tw- uh, in the last couple of years that you're going to have to pay up for some of these guys. And Tatis is just someone that needs to be in the top 10, even with the bust potential. The, I mean, this can very easily be a Trey Turner situation from about three, was it three years ago or four years ago now? Man, time flies. Where Trey Turner was widely considered to be a top three pick Got it hurt and was a complete bust that year. But, you know, you got to live with it sometimes. With some of these guys, because of the stolen base potential, you got to rank them higher. It's just the nature of the beast. So, again, Tatis has the potential of being a 30-30 guy quite easily. And he's got 40-40 potential, which is Acuna territory. Because not too many other guys has that uh, combination of speed and power that you would uh, be able to accurately pencil them in for uh, that kind of performance. So, again, Tatis may be ranked too low at 10. But, say la vie. Uh, you know, I got him in the top 10. He could easily bust too. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked by that either. But, you know, when you're looking at potential ways of winning your baseball draft, you got to have some studs. And Tatis has that potential in spades. And, you know, uh, not too many other guys can even come close to replicating what he can do on a baseball field. So uh, that's the top 10 uh, right now. Uh, we'll get into other parts of uh, the baseball rankings. Obviously, I know some of you are questioning. Why there have there hasn't been any mention of the Astros yet with uh, guys like Bregman? Uh, there are reasons for that. Uh, you know, the fact that 
there's a very real chance that some of these Astros players could get injured uh, during the season because of guys beating them with the baseball. So much potential for guys being human pinatas. It's not even close. So uh, that's the long story short on the Astros. But we're going to get to them soon enough as we continue out the baseball rankings. But uh, that's all for now uh, on the podcast. So uh, obviously check in uh, throughout the course of, of the spring training as I start going through the fancy baseball rankings. Uh, so we've got the top 10. We're going to start going through uh, the remainder and uh, try to get to some consensus on uh, players to uh, look out for and the ones that you really got to be careful with uh, for the upcoming year. So that's all for now. Have a good one, folks, and catch you later. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.